Hey everyone, you're listening to Shifted Radio. Uh, today we have a very special episode. It's our very first real episode, and we're here to bring you unparalleled coverage from behind the scenes of what it's like. Uh, we're just trying to give you the best information we can because we're trying to be what you're trying to be all at the same time. I'm Mike, and I'm a fresh hockey player. Uh, I've just finished my well, – I'm just in the midst of my 12th season of pro. And my brother Daniel, who's also on the line. Dan, what's up? Hey, man. What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, I'm also a big part of shifted hockey here. Um, you know, entering my second full pro season. Uh, just finished playing uh, some college hockey and – yeah, out here in the world, just like everybody else, just trying to improve day to day, and here we are. Nice. Some college hockey. I love it. Uh, what's interesting about Daniel and I is that we went entirely opposite ro- routes to get to professional hockey. Uh, he took the extended route of going to college, and I took the fast-tracking route of going to junior Um and it's amazing how it's so different, but then you end up in the same spot anyways at the end. But uh, it's just funny to see how things have played out. Uh, and it's great that we, within our family, have been able to see both avenues. So it's really given us a good perspective on on both opportunities. Yeah, we've definitely learned a lot of stuff. Um, I must say that for every question you get answered, there's probably three or four more that pop up. So, you know, us continuously learning is going to make it better for those of you listening at home uh, or on your journey as well. Because, you know, as we improve, you guys improve ideally. So Yeah, and I think that what's funny is that our mission is to empower through knowledge. And the only way we're going to attain this knowledge is by failing. And <laughs> it's kind of funny that... Uh, for the sake of this company, we are trying to do a lot of things and hoping that we succeed, but we know we're going to fail in some things, but we also know that that's going to be to the benefit of all our listeners. So we hope that through our experiences, we can teach you guys a little bit about how to be a better version of yourselves because we're trying to do the exact same thing at the same time. Right. Essentially, if we find something that works, then, you know, great. And you guys will benefit from it. And if we find ways that don't work, then let us save you the time and trouble of, <laughs> of finding that road yourself and, and save you some time and let you, you know, continue on. Yeah, I think the one of the unique things about uh, this company is that we we have managed to amass uh, a few guys who also have um, a lot of hockey playing experience and their knowledge and their insights and their experiences are definitely going to help us grow uh, and to present the most relevant information we possibly can uh, yeah, to you guys. I definitely think the more the more members you have, high quality members you have, um, on your team, especially the ones like the minds that we've assembled. Um, they're all very good hockey minds, um, as far as I can tell. And they have a, a significant passion for 
giving back to the game and, you know, instilling knowledge and wisdom, you know, upon those who are coming up through the ranks right now. I think we've, as a, as a roster per se, uh, within the, uh, the shifted corporation, um, I think a lot of our guys have, you know, different capabilities, different strengths and weaknesses to their games. And we all, as we, as we've stated before, as we continue to learn from each other, I think, you know, the, the, the players and the athletes, the young athletes, young, uh, you know, people that we work with, they get to see things that they wouldn't normally get a chance to, right. You know, being or improving upon. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we should explain a little bit about what we do. So let's, uh, let's take you guys through the actual, the process, the actual shifted process. I think, uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll let you I'll let you explain it and then I'll explain a little bit about the background and how it came to be. Okay, so basically we wanted to design a platform in which young players can be mentored, sort of guided um and and you know make better decisions whether those decisions are lifestyle choices or you know more specifically within game situations. So, you know, obviously a lot of what we do is is via the game footage and, and watching and correcting and analyzing, you know, the, the players actually playing. Um, and then, you know, to go hand-in-hand with that is also a guidance and a, a leadership uh, value that comes about because, you know, we've – a lot of the guys that work for us and with us have – you know, they, they've come up through the same leagues that they, these right. players are playing in. And, you know, we, like I've said before, we've found what works and we know uh, kind of what's going on in the game today. And so we're just kind of looking to help out the younger, the younger generation with common themes that we've seen along our, right. our paths and just make sure that they are taking care of the simple things because at the end of the day, that's all you can do. You can, you control controllables right right and that's the way to build confidence right Right. to do the simple things repeatedly so that you build your confidence that way when you get into a an opportunity where you can show off your skills or you can make a really good play or you can have a really big impact on the game your confidence is high because you've put in the time and effort and work to do all the little things correctly over and over and over and then you have that opportunity in front of you and you take that opportunity and you succeed with it. Right. All right. So I think that's a little um, bit about how it works. Um, it's divided into two parts, basically, where we have a stats part and an annotation. Uh, it's all done by our, uh, our staff of professional hockey players. Um, we have a pretty good staff, uh, very diverse, uh, we have guys and girls playing in many different leagues, uh, all across the world. And the most important thing that I think, um, we've been able to, um, to have, uh, on our, on our team is that each player, each person has a passion for the sport and they are looking to improve. So it helps them when they're reviewing uh, a youth hockey player's game because they're learning all the same while watching that video. 
the way shifted hockey was born basically is you know we as athletes are exposed to video analysis and video review as we get into professional hockey and it's a big part of understanding who we are on the ice but a lot of the way that video review has been used with us has been put in a negative light and you know you often hear guys will or girls will refer to uh you don't want to be seen on video the next day uh at <laughs> practice but yeah. but when we really dive into it the video review is such a big tool to use i mean for me personally yeah you know there's times when you don't want to be on video but you, if you just are watching it on your own and you're you, know, you you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, listen, this is what I need to do to improve, and this is what I do well. If you, if you can look at it um, subjectively and find what you're good at and what you're not good at, it's such a valuable and powerful tool that you can use to better yourself. You can understand more of who you are, and you know, I think the ability for us to have our staff and our guys who know what's going on presently in the hockey landscape with all the advanced analytics and all the themes and, and all the coaching strategies and styles that we've been exposed to. I think it's a tremendous benefit to any youth hockey player. Yeah, um, for sure. It's something that definitely. I would have wanted when I was a kid, for sure. Oh, for sure. I think that's with the, you know, you touched on advanced analytics there and, um, yeah, that's definitely a big component of what we do. Um, events are going to take place during the over the course of your specific shift length, and you know you're going to get a, a a tally in certain areas. But you know, you know, the, I think the most the most important part of our process is the the context behind these statistics, um, finding out what leads a player into a certain situation or a certain statistical category time after time um, is an important part of of learning how to eventually change things. Because, yeah, you can set goals and and you can tell yourself you want to get just just spitballing here. You want to, you know, have eight shots per period on net or something as a team or as as an individual. But, you know, that that, that can only go so far. I think a lot of the things that we preach uh, involve the actual ways – in which you can go about improving your chances of getting shots on that. So, you know, if there's a, if there's a certain play where you're kind of not aware of, of the defender against you or, um, you know, taking a, a, a bad angle or on the contrary, you know, doing something well that leads to success over the course of a shift. Right, and how can you repeat it? Exactly. You want to continue to emulate those kind of things. Yeah, and how did so, you get so yourself into those opportunities? Exactly. Finding out what leads up to these key stats before and after the play um, is huge. And if you can, you know, if you can bridge the gap between your current game and, and your best game, I think that is a, a pretty big plus because I've seen it. And, you know, Mike, you've seen it. I'm sure a lot of people out there listening have, have all seen players come up and, you know, now the, the big push is, is um, you know, for minor hockey players and even junior players to 
um, you know, make sure that their fitness is, is top notch and their, their skating stride and their edge work and their stick handling, everything is top notch. And, you know, there's a lot of money being spent throughout big cities and, and small towns even to, you know, improve the player's physical attributes. And I think that's great. I think that you never, you never want to take a step back because if Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid and these kind of guys can continue to work on their skills and hone their skills, then, you know, what excuse does everybody else have? You know I, mean? exactly. I think that contributes are huge, but I also believe that time after time at the, you know, the, the scouting combine or the, uh, NHL draft, you know, the biggest, factor in a, a player's development or a player's success is their hockey IQ. And exactly. Very, not, I wouldn't say rarely, but you know, it hasn't become a, a common theme across the board where um, you know, parents are allotting their investment, whether it be time or, or their hard-earned money. You know what I mean? They're not really allotting it to their child's hockey IQ development. Um, and I think that that is a, a category that you'll see the biggest return on investment, I believe, because not, not a ton of people are doing, you know, that kind of study and that kind of structure. And like you said, it's, it's more of a negative connotation right now because you just, you see video and video is always the old school way is just to kind of pick apart the bad plays and let's fix them and let's continue. I believe that you either win or you learn. So if you do something great on a shift, then fantastic. And if you do something poorly on a shift, then there's no reason to be berated about it. I think you just have to take a step back, realize what's going on and how to fix it. And then what will make you successful going forward and just, you know, work to, again, bridge that gap. So, yeah. I think yeah. as you were speaking there, I was reminded of a story real quick that, uh, it's funny when you said like the scouting combines in the draft and, and putting some emphasis on hockey IQ uh, I didn't. I was drafted in 2004 by San Jose. Uh, I didn't attend the draft. Uh, I didn't realize that. I, I didn't anticipate that I would be drafted. I mean, I had only played the playoffs in the OHL the year before, but uh, ended up getting drafted. Uh, and San Jose ended up sending out one of their scouts, who was a regional scout in Toronto, because uh, that's where we're from. Um, they sent out a scout and I met him at a hotel and he basically interviewed me for an hour. And the questions were, went something like, what do you feel are your best attributes? What do you like to do away from hockey? Uh, who do you hang out with uh, away from the rink? How would you assess yourself um, on a day-to-day basis? What's your work ethic like? Things like that. And it really, made me look at myself and and say who am i what am i doing like what do i want to do and the answers to him were important but they weren't as important as they were to me because i was discovering exactly who i was because i was asking myself those questions as he was asking me those questions so i think the way we're trying to approach it is we're trying to get these players, these youth players to ask those questions of themselves, because really that's the model for growth. It's easy to compare one player versus another player and say that this player is better than another player, but that's just for, you know, that's just for infographics and stuff like that. And that's for ratings for EA sports and, and 
I think that's all great. And I think that that's, it's fun. It also offers a little bit of motivation to the players, but I think the real way um, to see real positive growth is to compare yourself versus yourself. And just like you were saying, how can you bridge the gap between your current game and your best game? I think that that's the mentality that a lot of young players need to develop because I think that they find themselves and we've all been there. Like it's not like I'm saying that these kids now need to be doing this. Like we were all doing this back in the nineties when I was growing up playing minor hockey and eighties and seventies and before then, right. Everybody has had the same mentality. You want to be as good as the best player. Not everyone can be the best player. Only one player can be the best player, but we all strive for that. The problem is when we try to compare ourselves to the best player and we look at their statistics versus our statistics, it it sometimes leads to uh, a negative view of ourselves when in reality we should just be assessing ourselves versus our previous selves. And that's how we can grow. And then we don't have to worry about what, you know, what the best players are doing. If we worry what we're doing, we're going to end up being the best players. You see what I'm saying? Like the best players, they never worry about the other players. Not because it's some cliche you write in a wall, but it's because they're just worried about what they got to do. And then all of a sudden they end up being the best player. Yeah, exactly. Controlling the controllables is the the biggest part. Self-awareness obviously is, is huge. Knowing your strengths. I think that a lot of players get bogged down as, as youngsters because know they want to be the very best in every single category and it's fantastic it's a fantastic way to be because you know you're never taking shifts off you're never taking practices off you're always working hard in every in every category but the thing that I found to be most true is as you you know as you move up the ranks and as you move on to higher and higher levels of hockey the players in the highest levels, you know, they, they might not do everything the best in the league, obviously not because there's so many good players, but they do two or three things extremely well. And they do them every single day and they focus on their A, B and C, um, you know, strategies and they, you know, they hone those and every single year they're getting better in those categories and they're improving the other ones also, but you know, they're, they're known, they're, their MO is their MO and, and their identity becomes their identity, their role on the team. You know, they, they improve upon that and that ends up making them very, you know, long and successful careers because they fit a piece in the team. Where, exactly. Whereas I think a lot of players want to be able to do everything themselves. And I don't, I don't mind enthusiasm. I don't mind confidence, but when you start getting in your own way, then it becomes a dangerous thing. Because if yeah. you if you are told, you know, you gotta win face offs for us all year long and you gotta kill penalties for us all year long and then we're gonna win a championship. Or vice versa, if you're told, listen, you gotta you gotta put the puck in the net every single night or most nights, you know, I want you to have X amount of shots and you're gonna run our power play and this and that. Then that's a that's something that you can take pride in, whatever it is, no matter how big or small your role is, it really does make a difference because if everyone's clicking, if everyone's firing on all cylinders, 
then the team moves like a machine and it just kind of rolls and rolls. But I think the biggest part of that becomes, uh, circle back to it, it becomes, you know, self-awareness and understanding what attributes you want to bring to the table day after day and, you know, succeeding in building those up towards excellence. Right. I mean, if you took out all the stats, if we didn't track goals, assists, points, uh, that's not necessarily what we track. We track a lot of developmental statistics, um, which kind of goes to the, my next point. If you took away all those, all those nice stats, that the, tr- the traditional stats that we've always had, you'd be left with one thing. You'd be left with the process, the actual physical, whatever you do on a daily basis or per a game to game basis. And the only way that you could assess yourself then is your work ethic, your attitude, and your determination to continue to be consistent each and every day. So that's the process. That's what a lot of these kids and a lot of us as professional athletes need to consistently work on every day so that we can last longer. We can play in the highest leagues for longer. Because, I mean, I mean, I've been lucky enough to play in the NHL for you know, a quick cup of coffee. But, um, you know, one thing that really stands out is that it's tremendously hard to stay in the league. And it, not enough credit is given to those guys who play a full season or two full seasons or 10 full seasons or a career. And then on top of that, to be the best players or to excel in, in those years, it's, it's really remarkable. And um, having experienced that, uh, I will say that the consistency from day to day is what separates those athletes from the rest. And that's why it's the best league in the world. Absolutely. I think all around the world right now, there's just so many good players. There's, there's so many, there's so many good players because everyone's working and everyone's getting better athletically, you know, every single year. And there's just, Uh there's just not tons of room for, for everybody. And so the, the best really are. So what's going to be, so what's going to be the, the thing that separates the, the players then? I mean, and I know what my answer is. What's your answer? What do you think? Who's going to separate them? My, my, my answer is mentality and the mindset and hockey IQ and, and being able to think on your feet and, and all that kind of stuff. I truly believe that you have to own your process. I think that if, you ha- if you're the type of player that needs to be very, very psyched up and, and energetic and intense to play and to perform, then great. Then do that and do that to the best of of your ability. If you're a player that needs to be kind of more calm and, you know, in in control of all their emotions and and their, their feelings and stuff, then, you know, make that work and make that your, your process and and own that. I think so many people get caught up in, in pressure and, you know, they practice well and they do everything well. And then when the lights come on, when it's game time, they, they kind of falter or, the complete opposite of that. Some people just live for the spotlight. And I think a lot of it has to do with just staying in, in your zone, 
whatever that zone is, whether it's, you know, a hundred miles a minute or, you know, or not so, not so quickly and not so ramped up. I think that, um, you know, when the, when the lights come on, when it's game time, when it's time to perform, then you have to find what the kind of zone that works for you and stay within it, whether it's different from your teammates or not. You know, I think everyone has a, a way that they like to perform. And uh, if you go back and you watch the tape, a lot of that's, a, a, I think, a really cool thing about what we do as well with Shifted is it kind of it gives you a reference point. It gives you a database. You know, if you have a good game or you have a not so good game or period or something, whatever that, like that, you can go back and reference it and say, OK, what was going on during this day and how was I feeling and what was going on at school or, you know, or here or there and what kind of warm up did I have and what did I eat that day and what kind of headspace was I in context, context, context Context. and learning, learning exactly what works and trying to just replicate, working to replicate your best days and make your best days more consistent and happen more frequently. I think that is uh a big part of every athlete's regimen. They're just working towards being excellent every single day. Not necessarily perfect because perfection is kind of a slippery slope. I think you, you get, I think profession perfection doesn't exist. I mean, wh- first of all, there's no such thing as perfection. In my opinion, there, there can't be because stops a lot of people from becoming their best self is that they chase perfection and it's it's a never-ending chase you can never get there i think you can be excellent and you can be be in the moment and be present in the moment when you're excellent and i think that's something you can chase but i think perfection is is too it's too rigid and it's too um it puts too much pressure on any one individual to think they're going to be perfect. Yeah. I agree. And, you know, and and to relate all this back to what we're doing, um, you know, when it's funny, we, we talk about mentality and this and that, and like stats, don't worry about them, this and that. But when you flip the coin and you look at it from an outsider's perspective, looking in, that's when stats become meaningful because it's a way to, assess people um, for the purposes of building a team or for building a roster or for looking at how players develop. So to the player, the statistics are only the things that they need to be worried about when, when it comes to getting jobs. So it's, they are super important, but they're not important at the same time. It, it's, it's a weird dynamic how you can't be worried about the stats in order to get better stats. So it's, it's, a, it's a crazy mentality that I think we need to refocus on. Um, but the stats from, from a, an outsider's perspective are something that we can use to assess people uh, on their play, and we can see how they're improving uh, based upon what they've done previously and what they're doing currently, and then help to project where they will be in future. Uh, there's so many variables that go into it, which is why 
what we do or we're attempting to do is <clears throat> provide that context. And I think that the, um, the quality of the staff we have uh, is definitely able to see that context because we deal with it every day. So I think that's kind of uh, what separates us from some competitors we might have. But um, I think that the, the context is everything. I think we don't, we don't put enough emphasis on what it is that gets us into the positions to succeed. I think we just we overanalyze the end result and we forget that the process in between is the most important thing that we need to worry about. Right. I, I personally, I'm sure I can speak for you as well. I personally love what we do because at the same time that I'm working with a younger athlete and, and helping them to, you know, pick out parts of their game that they, that they like and maybe that they don't like so much. I'm, I'm also learning a lot about my, myself and my, and my own development, uh, you know, and learning to enjoy the, the process of the game and, and taking a step back and looking because the tape rarely, you know, it doesn't lie. And the, the numbers necessarily, the statistics, they don't lie either. You know what I mean? They're not, that, that doesn't make them the be all and end all area of everything, but they are a good reference point for you to, you know, determine how you're progressing. And it's, it's, a, it's a way of evaluating your progress throughout the course of a season. Um, but I think that it's a lot of fun for me, especially when we work with, with players who are, are eager to, uh, to learn and to improve upon their own skill set. Because I think a lot of the players, once they, once they actually are in the process of shifted hockey and, and they see what we're doing, you know, they, they really, they really get to like it. They get to love it because it's their own progress that they're valuing. They're not necessarily looking at another player and saying, okay, he or she's very good at this or it, it's, it's, it's their own development. And it becomes sort of like creating a player in a, in a video game. You're, you're very much invested emotionally in, in everything in, because it's your own development. You're, you're working on yourself and you're seeing these, this, this progress week to week, game to game. As opposed to saying I had 40 points this year, I had 55 points the next year, or something like that. Yeah, it's a and way I, to it's a way to make your progress more streamlined and to have a little bit more control in it. Yeah, and I mean, it definitely changes when you work with teams as opposed to working with individuals. I mean, I, I remember a number of years back when we were first starting this up, and we were working with Rob and Max, and they could see their performance improving and it was just amazing for me to witness them witness their own performance and to be present in the moment that they are conscious that they're learning something and they're learning about themselves they're they're it's they're just learning who they are and it's amazing how that happened and then when you do it on a team level and you see that, you know, when we worked with uh, Vic's team with the Vaughn Kings, mm -hmm. it's amazing how you can see within the stats, you can see how from the first game, some of the kids 
they focus on the areas of, of weakness for their next game and their next game, and then they retool, and then they find what they're doing well, and they're, they're emphasizing those things. And you can see in the team results from last year. Uh, I mean, last year, that team did a lot better than I think they anticipated. And then even this year, I think that they're – the last time I talked with Vic, that they're – doing really really well this year and they're exceeding a lot of people's expectations and it's not to say that you know we're the saving grace for that team but i think what they unlocked was their ability to see themselves for who they are and to understand what they're doing when they're doing something well and to know that their mentality is very important because it determines their actions, what they're going to do. So if they need to work on their skills, if they need to work on their aggression, if they need to work on their body checking, if they need to work on their defensive zone awareness, all those things you can see in the game film, we just offer the ability for them to see it. And then once they see it, they can't unsee it. It's learned. And then they can go forward. And then we can help them see something else that they're doing well and then we say, go all in on that. If you're a goal-scoring right winger, you're going to be a goal-scoring right winger. If you're a defensive defenseman who makes good passes, the first pass to get out of the zone, then you're all in on that. And there's 23 places on an NHL roster, and there's 23 different players that make that team. They can't all be Sidney Crosby, and they can't all be... Connor McDavid you have to have diversity because not everyone could touch the puck at the same time but when you distribute the puck you have to trust your teammates that you're going to get it back and then you have to trust it the right thing in each situation so I mean it's it's crazy when you break it down into mentality and see how that is such an important factor in winning hockey games absolutely well I mean, if, if there's people out there that are interested in the, the shifted process and, you know, they're just kind of listening for the first time and, and kind of their ears perked up, Mike, uh, how about you, you know, let them know how they can, you know, get a, get in contact with us and, and, and start their process with us and where to go. Yeah, I mean, my hopes is that, you know, all the content that we put out is going to be of value to everyone who comes across it doesn't have to be just in, in, in particular to hockey players or hockey parents or coaches. My hopes is that it just is just valuable content to everybody. But uh, if you're looking for us and you want to learn some more about hockey, you can find us on social media, um, almost every channel. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think we are biggest on Instagram. Um, we do Twitter. Uh, we do Facebook, we have YouTube, we have Anchor, which we're recording this on right now. Uh, we're starting this podcast, which will be going up on iTunes. Um, we have to figure out a way to put it up on SoundCloud and Spotify in the future. But um, I think that they can find us wherever or they can check out our website. Uh, all our social media is at Shifted Hockey. And our website is www.shiftedhockey.com. And please reach out. Um, 
feel free to send us a message. Uh, if you ever have any questions, um, you want to start learning about yourself and how you can become that best version of you so you can give yourself your best opportunity to make it. Uh, I think that one thing that uh, we can offer that I think no other service can offer is our experience and our experiences of making it to the top level and our experiences of not making it to the top level. I think that it's equally as important to know that uh, I failed uh, a lot of times as it is to know that guys have succeeded. Right. And I think that it's important to learn that all of us athletes, uh, coaches here at Shifted Hockey, we're all trying to get better and move up and move on to better things in hockey as well. So our effort uh, to help you guys is really going to come from our effort to help ourselves. So I think you're going to see that the quality of the service is pretty high. And I would say it's uh, almost unparalleled. So um, that's, uh, that's a bit about who we are and, Hopefully you guys find what we have to say uh, informative and, and you like it and feel free to contact us at any time. Yeah. Well, Mike, good, uh, good chat. Good first inaugural uh, episode here. Yeah. And Hey, it's, uh, it's your birthday today. So uh, yeah. a little birthday shout out to, to you. Yeah. Um, you. you can, uh, you can find us at our own uh, personal handles too at Mike Vernace and at Daniel Vernace. And you can send a happy birthday message to Daniel today. It's me. It's his birthday. So, <laughs> yeah, no pressure. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just uh, thanks, Dan, for jumping on the call. Um, it's been uh, it's been a good chat. Uh, hopefully, that this brings some awareness to what we do and what we intend to do. And hopefully, uh, if you like it you'll share it and you'll pass it on uh, to someone who could use it. And we hope to uh, engage and, and talk with you guys in the near future. And we'll look forward to uh, bringing you more and better content always, because that's what we're tasked with doing. That's our job is to empower with knowledge. And we start with empowering ourselves with that knowledge by doing so. Uh, thanks guys for listening. Yeah, thank you guys, and uh, we'll see you next time on uh, Shifted Radio. Thanks, guys. Chat later.